Dynasty Football Factory and the Dynasty Football Network. That's James the Brain. Mock drafted since 2007, Johnny. That right. Awesome. That's Travis the Beard. I don't think that rhymed. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're here. No, I just want to say I'm really, John. I'm really, really excited that you gave me the 102 in this rookie mock. Yeah, you were you were welcome. You were so welcome. I'm John Hope, and this is Super Flexible. Another mock draft coming. Another team building mock draft. This time we're doing all rookies. And again, this is this is this is a super flex team that we're going to put together here. But we're not doing just a normal rookie mock draft. We'll get to that later. Right now, we're just building a team. A super flex team. So quarterback, a super flex position, two running backs, two wide receivers in a flex position just from this 2018 rookie class. And somehow, I have no idea how, but somehow I ended up with a 1.01 pick. Yep. That was uh, short, <laughs> shortly after the, the show sheet was emailed to me by John. Correct. Who created Correct. <laughs> created the sheet and the draft order but it was probably yeah. random I, you know I, I wouldn't dare accuse you of giving yourself the 101 in the rookie draft <laughs> I, I accused you of it but <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing I had to eat plates plates full of crap last week after our free agent draft that's because your team sucked <laughs> because I draft from the third spot <laughs> when there's two good free agents yeah. Yeah. So that was a that was a fun day on Twitter watching that poll, just like watching Travis and James just kind of fighting for first place. And I think Travis ultimately won, correct? Of course. Okay. Oh, of okay. course. Good, good for of you. Of course. <laughs> and watching watching mine kind of slowly creep up every once in a while when, you know, one of my when one you of my voted good for friends yourself. Or, one of my family members jumped on and voted for me. I got more than one vote. I know that for a fact. That's true. But I was watching and up until it was 0% John. And then all of a sudden, John Hogue retweeted your poll. And then all of a sudden, John had some percentage points there. So <laughs> <laughs> you, think the, you think the porn bot followers that I have were actually voting on that thing? I promise you. Those were legit votes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, from all six of John's Twitter accounts <laughs> that he has, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Listen, I got what like fifteen percent, maybe it probably even dropped below that. I was like so, eleven, but <laughs> okay, okay. You just can't stop. Listen. No, I'm just. I, hey, I just. We said last show that we would announce the winner on the on this show. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. And so you got I, I haven't even seen the final results. I really, really didn't care. Um, <laughs> so you, you got something like fifty percent? Yeah, I, I think it right? ended with forty nine percent. Okay. And James was in the thirties, twenties or thirties. And I had my cool eleven percent. So let me have that at least. It's only 11%, but it was still double digits. So just just let me have a shred of dignity out of that thing. 
And let's start this one. Let's let's do uh, let's talk about some rookies again. I've got the one point oh one, and this is a really interesting pick because in any other mock draft, we know for a fact who's one point oh one, right? In a normal rookie mock draft, in a normal rookie draft in a dynasty league that's already been established, one point oh one is Saquon Barkley at this point. This is different, though. This is essentially a startup draft, but the only players available to us are rookies, and this is a super flex league. So those quarterbacks get just a a big bump in value, correct? I'm taking, with the first overall pick, running back from Penn State, Saquon (laughs) Barkley. (laughs) (laughs) So oh, gross. man, I thought I thought you were legitimately going to jump off the, that cliff to prove a point. And <laughs> I'm you got me, man. That was good. This is the first time I've heard someone select Saquon Barkley at number one overall and say, oh, that's gross right <laughs> after. So, <laughs> yeah, it's well documented that I'm not a fan of of running backs, but if you if this is a dynasty league where somebody has to win the championship and all we have are rookies, to me, the team that wins the championship is the team that's got Saquon Barkley. I mean, I, I there are s- several other running backs that I like quite a bit here, but I mean, Barkley is just head and shoulders above. And you know, we talked to Carter Don Donick the other day on his big board. He's got Barkley as the third best player in the entire draft. That's with all the positions involved. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I just, I can't bring myself to pass on that kind of talent. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think even yeah, in Superflex in this, pick. in this format, even in the team building, I think it was pretty obvious that that was going to be your pick. So you, you fooled me a little bit. I thought you were going to fall on the sword for, <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was going to jump. Yeah, that one. I did. Um, so I've got the 102 and just a, a little peek behind the curtain here. James has two picks in a row. Uh, and I know for a fact he has two quarterbacks ahead of my favorite quarterback, Baker Mayfield. So I don't really have to worry about James taking Baker. Um, Oh, oh! Please do. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and take. (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and take uh, Darius Geis, uh, who's pretty much the consensus RB two everywhere. I've I have seen a couple places where that's not the case, but I mean, this guy's a fantastic prospect, and and I mean, almost just as much of a guarantee to to produce in the NFL as Barkley. So. Again, super chalky. I don't think we need to spend much time there. It's Darius Geis for me. No, and I, I think that's a really good pick, Travis. I think, you know, talking to Carter, we know he, he's Darius Geis is probably going to test well at the combine, and uh, so that should should only help him. And he, he, I mean, there's a good chance he ends up with a better landing spot than Barkley. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think that's a good pick there. Um, I also think that uh, that you you did a really good job of analyzing kind of kind of my my uh, my role in this with having those two picks before your next pick because 
if Geis was there, I'd take Geis. With Geis not being there, I, I'm going to take two Ooh. quarterbacks here. Um, so Neither I'm, one's Mayfield, though, right? I'm gonna, right? I'm going to take Josh Rosen as my first guy. And uh, Josh Rosen, to me, is uh, is the most NFL-ready quarterback. He's the most complete prospect. And so I I feel comfortable taking him uh, over the field here um, with, with my this first pick. Now, my definitely. second quarterback here. Yeah, well, I am going to go ahead and take yep. Sam Darnold. <laughs> and I do have him, I do have him oh, ranked over no. Baker Mayfield. Um, I, 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 as much as I want to take Baker Mayfield just to uh, just to, to kind of stick it to Travis, I'm going to go ahead and take Sam Darnold. I like Darnold's upside uh, a little bit more than I like Mayfield's, and I think his floor is is a little bit safer too. That, that's the only thing that concerns me with Mayfield is um, is his floor. So I'll take both those guys. I'll take Rosen. I'll take Darnold. Um, I'm really happy getting both those quarterbacks there. Um, I think there's a drop off after the first three, so I want to make sure to get uh, to get at least two of those three, um, and uh, and I'm able to do that. I think my rankings are a little tighter at running back and receiver. So um, that's the strategy I'm going with with my first two picks, guys. Oh, I love it. That's 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 the way to do it. I mean, drafting without emotion, but. Man, the, the emotions were really strong on that one to see. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I don't know that I would make it through John's two picks here without him taking Baker Mayfield. Mm-mm. So I don't think you would. <laughs> John's trying to say nope to try to get me to take him, which makes me second guess myself. But um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take. No, I'm- I'm telling you for a fact, I would take yeah. Baker Mayfield so, with this next thing. No, who you're drafting with? Uh, just throwing that out there. I knew James did wasn't as high on Mayfield as I was, so that worked out for me. That doesn't always work out. Sometimes you you screw yourself over, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take my QB one in this draft class and go with Baker Mayfield. This guy, I'm dude. I'm like, I love Baker Mayfield and the whole. I mean, he's a, it's so stupid. It makes me sound like one of those guys that is just spewing, you know, the the same old garbage, but he is legitimately a winner and a leader and and he has those intangibles and I hate I know people hate when people say that, but that he has it. And this is I I'm 100% bought in. This guy is the face of a franchise and on top of all that, he's the most accurate quarterback we've seen in years and years and years. His, I mean, the stats that he put up are incredible. On top of, if you just watch him play, you know he's he's a dynamic playmaker. I'd think that, I mean, you said Sam Darnold's upside, James. I would argue Baker Mayfield's upside is even higher. I mean, this this kid has everything it takes to succeed in the NFL, and he's already proven that he's capable of producing at an elite level. So, and the whole the the off the field stuff is i think way overblown the johnny manziel comparisons are are lazy in my opinion so i don't i don't factor that in really at all um so yeah baker mayfield at the 202 spot for my qb1 yeah no i love that pick and that's you know i it would have been an offshoot of it it would have been a nice perk the fact that it would have been uh i would have been sniping you if i had taken him um but for me i mean he has – there are two quarterbacks here that that really translate to instant success in the NFL, and that's one of them. You know, as, as, 
as good as I think Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold can be long-term, the two guys who are going to come out and instantly produce, and Baker Mayfield is one of them. The other guy, I'm actually going to take him here with the third pick in the second round, and that's Lamar Jackson. And and it's crazy to me that there's – that there's talk about you know possibly moving him to wide receiver because you know this this is one of the few guys who can go instantly go start for an NFL team and and produce so it would be so crazy to me to you know to take the ball out of his hands like that and i and i don't think that anyone's got the stones to do that so i think that Lamar Jackson's going to land he's actually going to land in a better spot than a lot of these guys too, because he's probably going to get drafted a little later in the first round. And he's going to go to a team that's a lot more ready-made, you know? So to me, Lamar Jackson is, is kind of shooting up my own personal rookie rankings um, just because of the, the, the fact that I think he's going to have a good landing spot. And I think that he's going to have an opportunity to produce immediately. And then with my second pick here at the turn at 3.01, I'm actually going to pop the cherry on wide receivers. I wonder if I need to edit that out. Nah, nah, screw it. I'm going to take. Now you're good. <laughs> I'm going to take James Washington, and that's a weird one for me because for over for over a year now, I've been super high on Cortland Sutton. But James Washington, again, I mean, I, I started this draft with a guy who I believe is going to instantly produce at a high level in the NFL. I just drafted a quarterback who I believe is going to find a, a starting job, you know, as a rookie. And to me, James Washington is the most pro-ready wide receiver in this class. So, you know, just, so just because of roster construction, I'm going to put James Washington over my man, Crush Cortland Sutton, and I'm going to make him the my uh, my wide receiver one and the first wide receiver off the board. Wow, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting pick. I I think James Washington's one of those guys that you're either going to really really like and he's going to be high in your rankings, or you're really not going to like and he's going to be lower. Um, this past year, though, I mean, he really exploded onto the scene. I mean, he he's always been a, a name, but this past season, he really had a had a breakout campaign, um, and and I think a lot of people are really high on him. He showed a lot more in this past season, a lot of growth um, on the field, and so I think uh, I think that's that's probably uh, especially after the combine, I could see this pick being a. Uh, uh, you know, I could see James Washington being right there among those top guys like Cortland Sutton and Calvin Ridley. So I think it's an interesting pick, and I, I think it's a, a really high upside play. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Um, I think it's, you know, he, he's already in that conversation as far as what I can tell from the, you know, general dynasty community, as you know, as far as being in the top two to three for sure. Uh, and he is one of those guys, like you said, John, that, is able to come in and make an impact on a team immediately. And that's valuable in, in fantasy and in dynasty, you know, those are the guys that, that hop up in value like crazy, like a Juju Smith Schuster, right. Or even a Cooper cup where, you know, these guys all of a sudden are in 
legit starting territory for dynasty teams. And so they're, they're valued and coveted assets. Whereas, you know, Mike Williams or, I mean, I guess that was injury, right? But like John Ross, I guess that was injury too, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like there's some, some of these guys that we have faith in for the long haul that don't necessarily produce year one. And they, they do drop in value compared to some of these other guys that can show at year one, like a, like a Cooper cup. Um, so yeah, I don't, I can't really fault you for it. I like James Washington and he's definitely, I think he's going to be in that conversation. So, I mean, if this were a real rookie mock, this would be the one Oh seven. Um, I think that's probably pretty high, but am I going to lose another Twitter poll this week? Is that what you're telling me? That's that. No, 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 not at all. No, you got Barkley, dude. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm I've got a, a golden ticket here, I guess. But and I like no, I like James Washington. I was just saying I can't really yeah. I can't really fault you for that pick. Yeah, it is it is gonna- it does feel a little high to take a wide receiver, right? But I I think that part of it is just the team building strategy and knowing that there's you know we kind of went through this last week um, with the free agent draft, but we've. You know, there's you and I are Travis, you and me are the only ones that need to take another quarterback here. So this is where I would normally take a quarterback. But the fact that, you know, there's still three guys who I think are very, very similar and they're all going to be kind of landing spot dependent. And, you know, I'm guaranteed to at least choose between two of those guys. That's worst case scenario. I think it's pretty easy for me to pass on quarterback here and uh, go for my top wide receiver. Yeah, totally makes sense. So it's uh, back on me at 302. So far, I've got Darius Geis and Baker Mayfield. Um, my main thought with the receivers is it's real. I mean, you could ask five different people for their top three receivers and you'd get five different answers. So, yeah. The just the fact that that uh, the the pool of receivers at this point in time, like pre combine, pre draft, is really. I mean, it could it, it's anyone's game, right? So, I think I'm going to wait on that and and see just kind of because they're all in the same pool. I'm going to push that back a little bit further, and I know that I don't have to take a QB here because James already has two. So I'll get to pick again before John. So I'm going to take a running back. Um, and strong strategy, by the way. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I think I'm going to go. So I don't really see, I don't really see myself hang, having an advantage here because I think John, I think James is going to take either one or two running backs here. And this is going to be my second one. And I, I think he's got some guys higher. There's one guy I'm thinking of here that I want to take, but I'm thinking he might make it back to me. I think I think James has a couple guys higher than than this guy. But anyways, I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger on it. I'm going to go ahead and take Nick Chubb. And I know that's probably a shock to a lot of people. The the chalky pick here would be either Sonny Michelle or Ronald Jones. Um but I just, I still, I'm still bought in on Nick Chubb. And I think that he, I think that the combine is going to be huge for him. 
in in that if he comes out and just blows it up, he's going to shoot up to that 102 conversation with Darius guys. I mean, there, that's a possibility. If he comes through, if he comes through the combine and shows that he's got all of that athleticism back, you know, post injury, that's a real, that's a real possibility. Um, and that's really the only reason that we're down on Nick Chubb. I mean, it was two years ago, he was going to be, you know, the, the next best thing since sliced bread or whatever. And he had that crazy injury and that one bad year. And then we're well, not bad year, but you know, and then he came back this year and produced not quite to a level he was pre-injury, but I mean, close enough to me where I think, man, this guy's, this guy's super impressive. And if he can still come back even further, uh, I mean, I think, I think he's, He's a no miss kind of guy. Like I don't think he's going to miss in the NFL. I think he's going to succeed. So I'm going to take him here. I've got my concerns about Ronald Jones, um, but we'll get there, I guess, when James drafts him right now. And then uh, Michelle, I like a lot too. I think he's a really well-rounded player, and he could absolutely be end up being the better back than Chubb. But I'm still going to plant my flag on Chubb and, and take him here. Yeah, uh, Travis. I think I want you to know that was the next running back on my list. Was oh was nice, Chubb, and he was definitely, definitely in the conversation. So you've played this masterfully because you took guys knowing that I wouldn't take Mayfield, or at least assuming I wouldn't, and that played perfectly. And I would have taken guys had you not have. Um, and then with Chubb here, I I, I would have taken Chubb um, with one of these two picks. So. Uh, I, I really well played, and I think you said everything about him that I, I agree with. I think he's a safer pick. Um, he, he has, of all the running backs in this draft, even Saquon Barkley, I think Nick Chubb has the best vision. He is really good at seeing the holes and, and hitting those. So he, his vision for a running back is fantastic. And I think just with that trait being as good as it is, yeah, he he's he won't be a bust uh, outside of injuries. So, um yeah, I really like that pick. Um, and so I do really want to. I want to elaborate. Well, sorry, now, I want to elaborate on that too a little bit, and just because a lot of people, another argument against Chubb is is you know the pass catching chops, right? Some people are going to say that he's a two down back. I've actually heard that you know verbatim, and and I understand that take. But I mean, you really when you think about it, you've got. I mean, Mich- Sony Michelle is a really good running back, and if you've got Nick Chubb and you've got Sony Michelle as a you know as a coaching staff you want to get both these guys on the field and if if Michelle is you know 5% better at catching passes than Nick Chubb is you're going to use him in that role and you're going to use Chubb in the early down role right like you want to get you guys these are both playmakers you want to get them both out there so I don't think because Chubb didn't catch many passes I don't I I definitely don't think that doesn't mean that he can't if I didn't use too many negatives in a row there to cancel myself out. But um, anyways, <laughs> I think I think Chubb can absolutely check uh, catch the ball, um, and I think that Michelle was also just really good at it, and so that's you know kind of why he didn't have that role. What do you think on that, James? Yeah, I think uh, that's interesting, and uh, you know some of this too is. You know, like you said, yeah, you know, you want to find a way to get both these guys involved. And if, if you know, you're using Chubb on first and second down, um, then, you know, and, and that wasn't always the case. I mean, Georgia did use Michelle a little bit too. It was it was a two tandem. But I, I, a lot of these offenses, I mean, you see guys, every year it happens. It was Fournette last year. Now it's guys coming out this year. 
there's a lot of people who, you know, will knock these running backs for, for not catching many passes, but a, a lot of the offenses just don't call for them. You know, they just don't get a lot of opportunity. And so I think you're going to see Nick Chubb really where, where a lot of scouts are going to, to watch him is going to be uh, in the pass catching drills in the combine. And so I think Chubb is really going to show that he can catch the ball there. Um, if I had to make a, you know, make a guess, I think um, he'll, he'll be able to, to show that he can, he can receive the ball fine out of the backfield there. So um, yeah, I, I, I've heard that be a, a little bit of a knock on him too, Travis. And I think the combine is really where he's going to answer some of those questions. So, I mean, we're going to see, I mean, you know, starting today, uh, starting Friday here, uh, we're going to see uh, whether or not uh, Chubb can uh, can answer that bell and answer that call on some of the uh, the on field uh, drills that uh, that they're going to put him through. So I, I really feel like that's that's going to be a key for Chubb is how well he runs and then and then that you know. So um, cool. yeah, yeah, I'm looking I, forward I, to it. Definitely think you you make. Yeah. So uh, well, you you put me in a tough spot here, and I'm on I'm on the clock for two. So um, I, you know, wide receiver is difficult right now. Um, I, I, I've, I really, the, the top option is tough for me. Um, there's a lot of upside guys that I like here too. And so I, I, I really, I'm struggling on, on which guy I want to take first, but I, I'm going to go ahead and make a decision and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Calvin Ridley as, as my top receiver. And it's not that I don't like Sutton. I just, and Calvin Ridley, you know, really the knock on him is, a little bit of it is age. I mean, he's, he's an older, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be, I think 24 coming into the league. So, I mean, he's going to be an older rookie, um, you know, uh, for sure. But, you know, I, everything, when I watch tape, I just see a well-rounded receiver. I mean, this guy is really good at, at going up and catching contested balls. He's a good route runner. He has good speed. He's going to, he's going to show that speed at the combine. I think he's going to run really quick. Um, I would say um, I expect him to run four, four, uh, four four flat somewhere around there. So I, I really like Kelvin Ridley. I think at the combine he's going to test well, and I think he does a little bit of everything. He reminds me a little bit of Julio Jones. He, he's not the physical specimen that Julio is, but he just does everything really well. And uh, and so I'm, I'll I'll take Kelvin Ridley here with this pick, um, and with my next pick. And and I, I absolutely hate the fact that I'm going to take this guy because Travis already called it. But I'm going to go ahead and take Ronald Jones, uh, despite uh, Travis's concerns <laughs> with him. I'm going to take Ronald Jones here. Um, I, I have I have some concerns about Sony Michelle that others don't. Um, so when I'm looking at running backs here, uh, I see that uh, you know three are off the board, and um, and so I'm going to go ahead and take the guy that I have the you know the ranked the highest on my list at this point, and that is Ronald Jones. Um, he showed to me. Um, that he's he's really good at bouncing the ball outside. He's a good outside runner, but he showed the the strength to run inside the tackles to me too. Um, especially his tape against Stanford, I really felt like he he showed that uh, that he can be that kind of back that can can gain yards uh, in between the tackles that can run inside. He runs with a really good pad level. Um, he does a lot of everything. Uh, so I, I think uh, knowing that he's a really good pass catcher, I'll, I'll take Ronald Jones and I think he'll be, uh, he'll, he'll find a nice fit in an offense. I think so. Oh, I um, love Ronald Jones. That's such a, to me, that's such a great pick because he looks, he he's deceptive. He looks like he's just kind of a change of pace 
type of back, but he runs so violent, so violently. He thrashes through arm tackles. I I love Ronald Jones, and uh, he's going to be a guy that I'm going to be targeting in a lot of my rookie drafts, kind of later in the first round. Um, if uh, you know, since I end up trading away one <laughs> the early picks if I have them, so because and to me the Ronald Jones exemplifies what this rookie draft is going to be. They're running backs throughout that thing who are going to surprise you. And to me, Ronald Jones is, is he's got a chance to be at least, you know, in the first year or two, he's got a chance to be one of the, one of the top, you know, two or three rookie running backs from this class. So what do you think, Travis? I want to hit on both of your picks real quick. And they're really, I mean, I can't really fault you. I mean, there's there's a ton of people that have Calvin Ridley as wide receiver one. There's a ton of people that have Ronald Jones as running back three. Um, and John, it de- I I would say it de- would depend on the draft, but I've seen him go as high as 103. So banking on him in the late first might not be such a good idea. Um, Ooh, depend- you might be right. Depending on you know, I mean, we've still got draft and combine and everything. We're we're all speculation at this point, but. Um, in Superflex, I think I might be okay, but I, yeah. yeah, I think that you're right generally. Yeah, and there's, there's, it seems like there's a lot of Ronald Jones truthers out there, and I get it. I mean, he, I agree with everything you guys said as far as he is a really good interior runner and exterior runner, um, despite being listed at 201, which I mean, we'll see. I think he's going to have to drink a lot of water on the combine day to to get that. I mean, there's a nice. there's a legitimate chance he comes in sub 200, and that's a real concern to me. I know, you know, that I don't know if that's a big a big negative for a lot of people is the size, but that's I mean, that's a legit concern uh, as far as I mean, especially John. You, I would imagine you would consider that a concern, me, being Mister Injury here and Mister Anti Running Back. You know, running backs have limited shelf lives, and being sub two hundred pounds <laughs> is not a that's not a good thing. Um, so that's that's concern yeah, but- number one. Um, and and concern number two for me is James. I, w- I would, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a dick here. I want you. <laughs> I would like you to elaborate on how you think slash know that he's a good pass catcher because he although he seemed like his build and and his you know shiftiness and and everything would would lean towards people thinking he would be a good pass catcher but he he didn't really do that um and he hasn't really shown the 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 wide array of of um the route you know a route tree to where even we even know if he's capable of being more than a dump off option. And I mean, of course he's going to be able to catch the ball, but can he be utilized as a weapon in the passing game the same way that a Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, those kind of guys are where you can split them out wide and they can run the full route tree. Like I don't, we have, we've definitely not seen that from him. Um, he's got 32 total catches in his college career. And I know that doesn't really mean all that much because like you said earlier you know the the offenses don't these college offenses don't ask these running backs to catch a lot of passes and i get that but just the fact that we haven't i mean most of the catches most of the the catches that he made were kind of just like flare out dump off kind of catches so i would like you if you could 
I, I swear I'm not trying to be a douche. I just I would like I'm really I'm I'm willing to be sold on Ronald Jones. I guess is what I'm saying. But those are my my main concerns. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think I think those are those are all really good concerns. First off, I'll say, um, even though he played in this, well, I mean, it, his past three years, his freshman year, he played in 14 games, 13 his sophomore year, and 13 his junior year. And every year he increased his reception total. So, I mean, I guess trending in the right direction. Um, and when you watch him on tape, I, I don't see a guy who fights the ball. I see a guy who catches the ball um, well. He catches the ball with his hands. He doesn't use his body a lot. So I I think when you look on tape and you see, um, you know, his technique, the way he catches the ball, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't really show a full route tree. And you're absolutely right about that. He doesn't show a lot of routes. Um, but as far as his hands go, I mean, I, I think when you're looking at a running back, you just don't want them to be a liability in that passing game. I don't know that it'll be a strength of his, but I, I also don't think he'll be a liability. So I think this is a guy who could grow into a three down back um, because of that. So when I watch him on tape, I don't see a guy who fights the ball. And that's really what I look for when I'm looking at these running backs and trying to see, can this guy, you know, can this guy be a, a three down back? And um, I see the possibility there for Ronald Jones. Now, I don't know that he comes into, you know, com- comes on an NFL team and is a three down back right away. Uh, but I definitely think that that role is, he's capable of filling that role. Um, and we'll find out more again. You know, this is another guy at the combine that we're going to find out more um, during some of the pass catching drills. We're going to see if he's catching the ball naturally with his hands, if he looks comfortable doing it or if he's fighting the ball, if he's letting the ball get into his body, that sort of thing. Um, those are kind of things that we're going to look for. To make sure that you know this is this is a guy that uh, that's doing all the things the correct way, and if he is, I think that's a that's a big plus. You know that shows that hey, um, you know he can he can do that. And even if he doesn't start his career as a three down back, he can develop into that guy. So um, I guess that's really where I get that that from is just just okay. Yeah, I, I mean, that, and that all part. makes sense. And, and I I'm not saying this guy is not a good prospect because he obviously is. I just worry, honestly, my worry with Ronald Jones is that he is Amir Abdullah. And I say that in that if you're not, if you're, if you're sub 200 pounds or in that kind of 200 in between, I mean that 200 to 205 is, is kind of that in between area between, you know, a scat back and, and a, and a workhorse back, right? Like, and and if you're in that size range and you're not a dynamic pass catcher and and a weapon in the passing a true weapon in the passing game not just a dump off option like you're good you know you can catch passes but you're not elite at that at that skill and then at the same time you're you're subsized at at that 200 pound range and you're not really the the true elite two down option like i just feel like you I, I, I fear he falls in the Amir Abdullah category where they use him on early downs, you know, between the twenties, right? And then on third down or in pass catching pass catching situations, they've got someone else on their team that's better than Ronald Jones is, and so they trot him out there. And then goal line, they bring in Zach Zenner. Like, is he just going to be this empty yardage guy? who has a role and is an effective piece on an NFL offense, but is really just insanely frustrating for, for fantasy. So that's, that's my concern. Um, so, I mean, I guess 
I guess we'll see, <laughs> but that's why I'm a little lower on on Rojo than uh, than I think you are, James and John. I guess um, I just want as far as Calvin Ridley, I'm okay with I'm okay with Calvin Ridley there. I have I have some concerns, but you kind of just mentioned it already, James. But I, I I do think that he's got a really high floor in the NFL, and I think he's one of the those guys that can just be plugged right into an offense and produce right away. So. I don't I I don't hate that pick at all. Hey real quick, this episode is brought to you by gtbets.eu, an official sponsor of the Super Flexible podcast and the Dynasty Football Network. Are you looking to get some action in on today's games? Head over to gtbets.eu for all of your sports betting needs with updated odds covering all major sports. The bottom line gtbets.eu will have you placing your first bet within minutes with their simple-to-use registration process. So register now and earn up to $500 in free money. Simply add Superflex in the referred by field to get the highest possible welcome bonus. That's Superflex, all one word, for your welcome bonus at gtbets.eu. I'm going to go ahead and take my second quarterback here. Before John gets two picks in a row, uh, and believe it or not, I'm going to go with Mason Rudolph. Wow! Um, oh, oh, that hurts. <laughs> oh man, does it? I thought. Okay, first of all, I thought that you and I were probably going to play chicken for a while here and wait as long as we possibly could on the quarterbacks. And second, I was sure that you were taking Josh Allen, and I was going to get Mason Rudolph, and I was going to be thrilled with that. So <laughs> I love that pick for you, but I also hate that pick. Wow. So you know, it would have looked a lot better. Wow. I would love to hear why James is saying wow. I uh, yeah, I I uh I'm not high on Mason Rudolph. I'm just gonna say that, but I'll 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 let you go with your pick here, Travis, and uh, <laughs> and kind of explain it a little bit on, on your end. Okay, sure. So basically it comes down to we're looking at uh, Mason Rudolph and Josh Allen. I'm curious to see the third guy uh, John was talking about earlier. It's uh, Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it was between Rudolph and Allen. And I really honestly just – I didn't want to – I didn't want Josh Allen on my team. And and that's that's pretty much it. I think Mason Rudolph has a higher ceiling than, than Josh Allen does. And – I just, I dude, I just can't. From what I've seen, and I've watched, I've watched some actual tape on Josh Allen, and I've, as well as all of the stuff that's coming out from the media and the the Senior Bowl stuff and the the side by side comparisons with you know Mayfield and and so basically just from what I've consumed of Josh Allen over the last three months, I I don't want him. I just don't want him. And, and so if that was, if that was who I was going to end up with, I just, I wanted to take the risk here and, and take Mason Rudolph, who I, I know is not an elite prospect, but he's accurate. And that's something that Josh Allen can't say. Um, Josh Allen is horribly inaccurate and it's a, it's almost embarrassingly inaccurate. And I know <laughs> I'm probably going to get a lot of heat for that, but that's fine. I mean, and that's, I'm not, this is, you know, 
I'm I'm still not done with my rookie tape watching for for most of these guys, but I've watched Josh Allen. So I'm not just echoing other people here like it's it's not good. It's not a good thing. And I know he you know I understand he's got that prototypical you know NFL size and and he's you know this big thick tall white guy who was a decent college quarterback and I don't know. We're getting into like the logistics of the NFL here, but I, I know I understand he's a top prospect and he's probably going to go in the first round of the NFL, but that doesn't mean he's going to succeed. So I'm going to stop talking about it. Give me Mason Rudolph over Josh Allen. Fair enough. And we'll, we'll come back to Josh Allen because you can uh, write him in as a 7.01 uh, pick overall. Um, because <laughs> now, I mean, I I'm, I am the only one who can take quarterbacks. And it's between Allen and Laletta, and it's honestly, and I knew like, that. <laughs> you know, it's got it. I knew I was going to leave you with the last quarterback, and you could take him as late as you wanted. But yep. I just—that's how much I wanted Rudolph over Allen. Was I was willing to do it now? That's a big statement for sure. And like I said, I mean, that I didn't expect that, and that one—that uh, one hurt me. So you know, it's still a—it's still a good pick from a defensive standpoint as well. So, so like I said, we'll get to Josh Allen here in a few minutes, but right now I'm on the clock at 403 and 501 and this one is uh pretty easy for me. I can make two quick picks here. I'm going to go Cortland Sutton as my second wide receiver. And like I said, I mean, I this has been a guy who I've been high on for over a year. I I felt like if he had come out in 2000 17, I felt like he would have been the top wide receiver in that draft class over Corey Davis and Mike Williams. You know, here he is in 2018. You know, he's lost a little bit of that, of that fairy dust, a little bit of that luster. But I, to me, he's still the most talented wide receiver in this draft class. Maybe not quite as pro ready as James Washington and maybe even Calvin Ridley, but from a talent standpoint, Cortland Sutton, to me, is still one of the most talented wide receivers to come out into uh, the NFL draft in several years. And then my other pick is going to be Sony Michelle at running back um, to pair him with uh, Saquon Barkley. And I feel like I've got thunder and lightning at the running back position here um, with those two guys. And I also, in, for in a, if this is going to be a PPR format, which, you know, we haven't discussed that part but if this is ppr i'm also getting a ton of catches between those two guys i believe yeah well i obviously Cortland sutton here i think is tremendous value i mean that Cortland sutton's you know a lot of people still have him as their number one receiver and he's a physical specimen i mean he he has all the physical tools that you want out of a receiver um I, I, I mean, there's there's really nothing negative to say about the guy, in my opinion. I think he does everything pretty well. It's just, uh, you know, there's – I think all the receivers in this class are grouped pretty tightly, at least at the top. And so, um, I, I mean, I think you can make a case for three or four guys that could be the number one receiver overall to go. So, um, but no, I mean, I like the Corlin Sutton pick there. Um, and uh, Sony Michelle, I think you said everything. I think you're going to get a receiving back that uh, – that can do do an awful lot. That can help you out a lot. Um, I, I, you know, I have some concerns about Michelle. I think he runs a little bit too high. He takes a lot of hits, and he doesn't need to. But 
um, overall, I think he's a talented player, and uh, and you're definitely getting a guy who in PPR is definitely going to help you there, John. I think uh, I think you're right about that. I mean, in PPR, you're going to get a lot of receptions out of your two backs. So um, I think you've done a good job building this team so far. Nice. Finally, Twitter is going to shower me with praise. It it also kind of sets me up in a, in a nice position here when it comes time to pick my flex position. Um, because, you know, there, there are a ton of running backs here. There are a ton of wide receivers here. And uh, I can go either way, to be totally honest. And, uh, you know, I, I can afford, essentially, to take another running back, even if they're not necessarily a pass catcher, because Michelle looks really good in that flex spot, even in a PPR. I think he catches enough passes that he can hold down your flex in a, in a PPR format. All right, so I'm up here at the 502, um, and I've got, let's see, I've got Darius Geis, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, Mason Rudolph. So really, I need two receivers and a flex. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead with the 502 here. I'm going to go ahead and take Christian Kirk, uh, wide receiver, Texas A&M. I think this is like we've kind of been talking about with a couple of these guys, John, I think Christian Kirk is a very well-rounded receiver um, who could very well end up having the upside to be an actual number one receiver. There's not many of those guys in this draft, so I feel comfortable taking him here. Uh, and I think as far as what I was saying, he's one of those guys that can can have an immediate impact, I think, in the NFL. He's, a, he's an outstanding route runner, um, and that translates obviously directly like we've seen and, and as far as getting on the field. So I like Christian Kirk and I like his upside. He's, you know, he, he's up there for me. So I'm, I'm ecstatic to have him here at five Oh two as my wide receiver one. Nice. That's an interesting one. I, that that's kind of a sleeper type of guy for me. Um, but uh, uh, one that I'm extremely high on, just like you said, I mean, he's just kind of a, a do it all, just kind of a solid, safe, you know, high floor type of guy. Yeah. I'd love to James, if you've got a quick take, I'd love yeah, to hear yeah. your opinion on him. Cause I know you watch you. I mean, you're a Debbie guy, so you've been watching these guys for a lot longer than I have. Yeah. I I'll be honest with you. <laughs> um, I, and, and, and this, um, it's going to seem like I'm picking on Travis, but I'm, I'm not very high on Christian Kirk personally. Um, I, I think he's the like kind of guy who's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't like his face. No, man, no. I want you to, for the record. I want you to be honest. No, I, I mean, <laughs> what are we if not dis? If we didn't disagree yeah, well, on the show, I, and, we and wouldn't that's, have a that's, show. Oh, absolutely, and and that's ninety percent of our show. So that, but no, I mean, I, here's the thing with Christian Kirk. He definitely is going to be landing spot dependent. Um, if he lands in a role where he can have that Jarvis Landry or Julian Edelman type role. The guy who can make those short catches, catches, who can get open short over the middle of the field, he is going to excel, I think. I think that's that's kind of the role for Christian Kirk, which is fine. He's going to be a PPR guy. He's going to be a guy who can get a bunch of receptions, just not going to have a ton of yards. I don't think he's going to be a red zone threat. My problem watching Christian Kirk is, honestly, I, I think he's soft. I, I think he, he looks to get down. He looks to get out of bounds. He doesn't want to take hits, which is okay. But, I mean, if, if you're looking for a guy who's going to fight for that last yard, you're not going to get it with Kirk. So um, I don't know how that gets perceived. You know, if it's if it's third and four and he makes a catch for three yards and he's looking to, you know, 
he's got to get his nose dirty to get that last yard. I don't know that that's the kind of, that's the guy he is. I don't think he's going to get that. I don't think he's going to try for it. And so I, I, I guess that's what I see is I see a guy who really likes getting out of bounds before that first down marker. So he doesn't take a hit, see a guy who wants to get down before he gets that contact. At least that's what I saw on film. And so that's what, what shies me away a little bit from Kirk. I also don't think that I, I, I think he has limitations. So that's just me. I, I know there are a lot of people who are a lot higher on Kirk than I am, and there, there are people that are smarter than me. So I, um, you know, that's just my two cents on the guy. But uh, but I definitely think that um, that like I said, there's a lot of guys that are really high on him uh, that I've that I've heard and that I've read and that I respect. And uh, I, I don't see it personally, but uh, but I definitely see why you would want to take him here. Uh, there's value as the fifth wide receiver off the board. I think. Um, you know, at least his perceived value, that's that's really, I think, where you want to take him. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see a problem with the pick. I just, I'm not personally very high on the guy. So I, I got a quick question. That puts me on the clock here for two picks, and I just want to clarify. So our starting lineups, we got two quarterbacks, two running backs, two receivers, and the last flex. spot, is that a flex or is that a tight end? That's a flex. That is a flex. Okay. Well, well, then that that kind of changes my two picks here because what I'm going to do then is I I know that you guys um, have two running backs each. I could take it. I mean, you guys both could take another running back for flex, which scares me a little bit. However, I'm going to take my top two ranked players, and I think I'm going to take two receivers. Um, I already uh, have Kelvin Ridley, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, the first one I'm going to take is Auden Tate. Um, damn it. On tape, so yeah, he's he's a guy I'm really high on. I mean, he's just he's physically he's gifted. Um, so let me real quick, James. Mm-hmm. Let me just ask: if I would have taken Tate, would Kirk have fallen to me? Yes. Damn it. Yeah, I think I think he would have because I probably would have went um, receiver running back at that point. It was between um, but it was between Kirk and Tate for me, and I made the wrong choice. Well, you've made the right choice twice, so if that <laughs> helps, Shani, this was the only time maybe that you. You didn't, but um. All right, so I'm up here at the 602. Um, I've got Baker Mayfield. I've got Mason Rudolph, Darius Geis, Nick Chubb, and Christian Kirk as my wide receiver one. So I need a wide receiver two and a flex. Uh, the remaining wide receivers are kind of all in a big bubble for me. So I'm gonna. I'm going to push that back to the next round for my last pick. And I'm going to take uh, the next running back here for my flex spot. And largely because I don't know if we really want to get into it. Probably not. Um, but I think when in doubt in a rookie draft, go running back. And and it's largely because the the turnaround time on production is a lot shorter. So there's a, there's more of a chance you get a spike in value from a running back pick in a rookie draft than you do a wide receiver in year one. And then even if you don't really like the guy or you don't believe he's going to be a long-term NFL asset or a dynasty asset, you can, you know, you have a, a quicker uh, flip window for the guy. So even if I don't think any of these guys are going to be long-term assets, I'm going to go running back because the immediate production boom is more likely. And that being said, I'm going to go with uh, Rashad Penny, running back San Diego State. So um, this guy, I think, has legit uh, NFL success 
likelihood, I guess is how I'll say it. Um, I think he's definitely a guy that's able to to succeed at the next level. I, I watched, I rewatched some of his tape today, actually, and you know he's he's really the, what stood out to me is his ability to just turn on the jets once he makes a cut, once he breaks a tackle, he can just, I mean, this guy can just turn it on and go. And I really like that aspect. Uh, he's kind of a consensus top, you know, seven, eight kind of guy. So I'll pick him here as my flex spot and come back to wide receiver at the end here. I think that's a, it's a pretty chalky pick. So <laughs> why? Cool. Yeah, right with that's, it. that's right in line with, uh, with Travis. Um, John, you're on the clock for two. Wow, wow, James, thank you. (laughs) All right, I'll finish off my roster here. I need a uh, second quarterback for my super flex position, and then I just need to fill that regular flex position as well. And like I said earlier, I kind of gave myself an opportunity here where I can take basically any position because the two running backs I have are both – they both fit the flex – pretty well even in a PPR because they're both going to be pass catchers in the NFL so with that being said I am going to go ahead and and go running back here I'm going to go with Kalen Balaj and uh, make him my my he'll actually end up being probably running back too and then like I said flex one of those uh, those other two guys and then at the super flex we said that we would talk a little bit about Josh Allen And my fear with Josh Allen is that he is going to end up going way too high in this draft and he's going to be cast into a role where he's expected to start, you know, as a rookie, maybe not from day one necessarily, but there's a good chance, you know, if he lands in Cleveland, for instance, or, you know, with the New York Jets, that's the that's the plan. That's the goal. He is the day one starter, most likely. And he's to me, he's not ready for that. And so, you know, if if I knew for sure that he was gonna fall on draft day and land in a little bit better situation, you know, I would I would actually consider taking him here. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and go with Kyle Laletta from Richmond. Um, he's, he's kind of turning into, wow. he's turning into a favorite of mine. And I think that he is going to be, he's the long-term project that I love having on a super flex team. He's the type of guy that you put on taxi squad and you get to sit back and wait. I did it last year with Pat Mahomes and I'm going to do it again this year with Kyle Laletta. Yeah, and we so remember we, we heard Carter talk about him, how high he was on uh, on Loretta too. So, um, yeah, that that doesn't shock me um, nearly as much after hearing uh, hearing him talk about Loretta. And um, you know, I, I know that you were pretty high on him too coming into this, John. So yeah, that I, I think I think that pick um, I don't think that pick's quite as shocking as it would have been, you know, before <laughs> we talked to Carter. So I will say real quick, <laughs> taking Laletta over Josh Allen is probably is that probably qualifies as a hot take. Just throwing that out there. Also, <laughs> this is a perfect example of how in you know this team building mock will will inevitably vary 
a lot from when we actually do our our legit rookie mock. Um, simply because of a value from a, from a value pr- perspective, Kyle Laletta is going to be like a fourth round superflex pick most likely. So you're not going to have to take him here at you know what is this like eighteen nineteen overall nineteen overall. So just throwing that out there, I, I don't hate the pick, John. I love it actually. It's I thought I was bold in taking Mason Rudolph over Josh Allen. <laughs> Uh, and Kyle Laletta, I mean, I, I just, I wanted to make that, I want to just throw that out there as far as, you know, in a couple of weeks when we do our, our rookie mock, uh, app, you know, post combine, he's probably going to be late third, fourth round pick, even in super flex rookie mocks. So just for, for some perspective there for people that are actually doing drafts right now, he's definitely an upside pick but you can get him a lot later than this yeah he is it's so yeah it's it's a fire take for sure and he's he's more upside but i also view him i guess this is kind of the point i also view him as being a safer draft pick than josh allen josh allen you first of all you're generally going going to have to spend more draft capital to get him and Again, I mean, there's a strong likelihood here that he goes early in the NFL draft and ends up with a team that expects him to start right away, and he's not going to be ready to do that. So, man, Josh Allen just has bust written all over him to me. And, you know, as much as that's kind of the chalk pick is to go with Josh Allen, I just don't know why you would subject yourself to that, you know? If if it's if it's a coin toss that he's even gonna pan out, hey, forget it. You know, I'll just I'll take the long term upside of Kyle Laletta. Ouch, man! These Josh Allen takes are brutal. <laughs> I, I think I don't think I'm all that high on him, and I think I'm probably the highest of the three of us, which says something. But um, I'd say so. Wow, I, I've kind of been do- down on Josh Allen ever since. The uh the the bowl game I don't even remember what bowl Wyoming was in but when uh, John Elway of my own Denver Broncos showed up on the sideline that's when I knew Josh Allen was not going to be a, a very good prospect for the NFL because if John Elway <laughs> thinks that that Josh Allen is he he went through the exact same thought process with Paxton Lynch and Brock Osweiler put it that way he's looking for big quarterbacks you don't have to be able to throw with any kind of accuracy at all just be over be able to you know stand at six four or, or taller that's all he cares about so yeah if if so john elway's support is kind of the kiss of death to me man that's brutal i i you know and that's funny too because josh allen actually probably had one of his better games of the year uh, that was the the potato bowl the idaho potato bowl go. i'm pretty sure yeah 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 and and they uh wyoming ended up uh uh i think they beat central michigan if, I, if i'm not mistaken but but i either way josh josh allen looked really good in that game i mean he he had one of his better games so um that's interesting that after that game you know josh allen has a better game and looks pretty <laughs> good and and john comes down comes out of the game down on him even more because yep. Yep. all right so I, now after after that uh, that hot take there 
John, your team is full. Um, and we're, we're on to Travis for his last pick here. And Travis, it looks like you need a receiver. Yeah, bud. I do. And I don't really love any of the options left. Yeah. I think they're all, for the most part, kind of, I mean, their upside is a wide receiver too in the NFL, which can still be productive for your dynasty team. But uh, considering all my options here, I'm going to actually go, I'm going to go with Michael Gallup uh, from Colorado State. Yeah. Um. So I think he Homer pick the what for me Homer pick for me oh there you I go I almost took him I almost <laughs> took him just because of the Rocky Mountain connection there but <laughs> um so like I said I think he's kind of limited in his upside um but he does have the the height weight speed combo that we're looking for six one two oh two uh and you know he's produced at he he produced pretty you know majorly at the college level as stupid as that sounds. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a little raw as a prospect, but I think he is definitely gonna be an NFL contributor. And I mean, as this, my seventh round pick for my wide receiver two spot, I I think it's a pretty solid bet. Yeah, I, I like it. That's, that's who I would have taken. Um, and to be, Fully transparent. I have Michael Gallup one spot below Christian Kirk. So, um, so I got my personal rankings. I like Gallup. So I got your wide receiver so, seven and eight. No, no, actually, I think. Oh, cool. I, you know what? I, uh, I I'm not even going to say it because I I don't have my rankings in front of me, but I know that they're back to back because I I had contemplated even putting Gallup over him, but I just couldn't do it. Um, but. Yeah, I, I do know they were back to back for me, and so I, I like that pick, Travis. I really do. I like Gallup a lot. So wide, I got your wide receiver one and two then. Oh well, I, I don't think I'd say that. No, they weren't that high on that list. <laughs> but, uh, but but either way, so uh, Travis, looking at your squad, your squad is full too, and uh, you guys both got solid squads here. So I, I'm I'm interested now to see what uh, what our Twitter poll is going to say after I make this last pick and we uh, we end up posting this thing on Twitter because I think this is going to be a much closer vote, a three way uh, as opposed to last time when John just closed his eyes and made his picks. But um, anyways, it's <laughs> not exactly how that went, but it just looked <laughs> like it. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much though. Just just right, throwing so, darts. I, I've got a running back spot open, and I pretty much did this on purpose because and and Travis, I, I'm sure you know exactly where I'm going with this. Um, I'm I'm I figured. Wait, can I guess? Uh, yeah, you yes, you can. John Kelly. Absolutely, I'm going John Kelly here, and I figured that this would be uh, a guy that would be available. And honestly, if if uh, if Travis, if you didn't take Chubb one pick before my pick, I would have had Chubb. Um, and I may have had Chubb and Jones, and I, I may have missed out on Kelly because um, I definitely like Chubb there. But uh, as soon as Chubb went off the board, I was hoping that I could get Ronald Jones and John Kelly. That was kind of my plan there. And um, and so I, I kind of waited um, to take him because I figured he'd be available. Obviously, a guy I'm really high on. I love John Kelly. I, I, the more I watch him, the more I like him. Um, he definitely – 
is it, it, he, he checks a lot of the boxes that I look for out of a running back. He's good catching the ball. He is um, good in space. He can run the ball in between the tackles. He's great on the, running the ball outside the tackles. He's good catching the ball. He, he pretty much does everything well. And the thing I like best about him is that he rarely gets taken down on first contact once he's past the line of scrimmage. Now, once if he's hit behind the line of scrimmage, he, he does go down pretty easily, and that's one of the one of the knocks on him um, that I saw on tape. But um, once he gets past the line of scrimmage, he gets a, a little bit of a, a you know a, some momentum going. He he rarely he's always absorbing and bouncing off of contact. He runs really low with a, with good pad level too. So um, I'm happy to have John Kelly on this team here. So. That's that's my squad. My squad. I'll go ahead and read it off since I know we're all going to kind of read off our squads here. Um, now that they're they're done, I'm going to go ahead and read mine off right quick. Um, I have Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold as my two quarterbacks. Uh, my two running backs. I have Ronald Jones and John Kelly. My two wide receivers are Kelvin Ridley and Auden Tate. And my flex position will be filled by Dante Pettis. So that's that's where my squad sits right now. Travis, uh, you want to do a quick recap of yours? Yeah, when you read that back, I got a little, I got a little scared. Oh, okay. You I might, get some right in this win, one. You might win this poll. <laughs> that's a that's a right, my- <laughs> that's a sexy looking rookie squad. Um, cool, cool. All right, so love the quarterbacks. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. That that makes a big difference. Um, so I've got the QB one Baker Mayfield. Uh, my superflex, I've got Mason Rudolph upside play there, and I've got Darius Geis running back one, and Nick Chubb, running back two, which is not a bad pairing. Uh, and then I've got Christian Kirk and Michael Gallup at wide receiver, and then my flex spot is Rashad Penny. I, li- I like it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good-looking squad too, Travis. It is. Your running backs are going to be your strength for sure, I think, all three of them. Baker Mayfield's still not the number one, though. But go ahead, John. What about you? (laughs) (laughs) Nice drive-by. All right. Yeah, for my team, I've got Lamar Jackson at quarterback and Kyle Loletta is my super flex. Gross, gross. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Running back, Saquon Barkley and Sony Michelle. Wide receivers are... James Washington and Cortland Sutton. And at Flex, I've got Kalen Bellage. Damn, I think my I think John might win this one, James. Do, yeah, his his even his though his QB good. suck. If I don't win this one, I'm never going to win one. Twitter Twitter <laughs> Twitter Nation loves Lamar Jackson. So I think They do, and I they think- love and Saquon, of course. Yeah, they love James Washington. They love James Washington. They love Corton Sutland. And they and Sony love Michelle, yeah. Sony Michelle. And yeah. they love Kalen Bellage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John yeah. might win yeah. this poll, like, this, hands this, down. Yeah, this was a pretty uh, political one for me. And it started at the very beginning. This was all about winning a damn Twitter poll and, <laughs> and regaining a little bit of dignity. Otherwise, I you know you know with your whole heart I wasn't going to take Saquon Barkley with that one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if uh, if John is pressed into making a pick at one point oh one, I don't I don't think it's Barkley. Not in a super flex. <laughs> no, no quarterback. Although I will say, I mean, I, I stand by my strategy in 
in the sense that I think these all these quarterbacks, all all six of the quarterbacks drafted, plus you know possibly one or two others, I think they're all grouped together pretty well. They're they're all pretty close. So you know, I if, if it's just the rookies, I don't know that a whole lot differentiates you know Josh Rosen from. Lamar Jackson or Mason Rudolph necessarily. Yeah, but Kyle Laletta is pretty far down there. So that's our only our only potential saving grace there, James, is people look at Kyle <laughs> Laletta and they're like, Yeah, oh. well and, and there's there's people on both sides of the K one Balage fence too. So That's true. That's true. Know, there, there there might be some Balage hate that uh, that swings some votes our way too. Oh, there will be. Yeah, definitely. So I'm just hoping that they're blinded by some of the Saquon. other star power. Saquon's <laughs> going to do it for you, man. I believe so, yeah. So I have a quick question for you guys. I I wonder to you, who is the best player who didn't get drafted? We went almost two full rounds. This probably wasn't wasn't exactly how a rookie draft is going to go um, in a uh, – in a super flex league. Um, but it, it might be pretty close, but I'm wondering if, uh, if there were anybody, if there was anybody who, you know, if, if, if it weren't for roster restrictions that we've got here or, or, uh, any of these guys, guys that, that we might've missed that are easily first or second round talents, um, in a fantasy or in a dynasty rookie draft. Yeah, I'll start out. I think um, <laughs> I think the rest of uh, our DFF brethren uh, would would probably would probably uh, let us hear about it if we didn't bring up Carry On Johnson. Um, that's a guy that uh, most people are, are really high on, and Carry On Johnson, you know, is a guy who is in this conversation. He's he's my running back seven. Um, and I, I have him just behind John Kelly. Um, he's definitely a talent that should be on here. He's a guy that even Carter mentioned, a guy he doesn't think is going to gonna work out very well at the Combine, but a guy he's still high on. He's not going to drop him very much. So um, I think that's a guy that uh, probably is looked upon as a as a late first, early second ADP type guy. So I would say that on Johnson's a guy that I'm a little surprised maybe didn't get taken, but with the depth at running back and how, how many guys there are that are available, um, you know, it's tough to to really fault any of the picks that we made um, and, and not having carry on there. But that's a guy that I, I thought would get drafted. Um, so I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll say carry on Johnson's a guy that I, I think is probably the best available talent that they can get drafted. Um, I don't know. What do, you, what do you got, Travis? Who do you think? Yeah, I'll agree with carry on. Um, I've got him above John Kelly and Kalen Balage, uh, but I've got him behind Rashad Penny, which was my choice. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely he belongs in that conversation. Um, I'm going to go with uh, – I mean, man, you could go a bunch of different ways here. Royce Freeman is a favorite a bun- uh, amongst a lot of people here. Mark Walton I see up there sometimes. I've seen Mark Walton go in the end of the first round, which is crazy to me. Um, we've obviously got Josh Allen, who is a, a super flex snub. 
here. <laughs> and and we've got we didn't draft any tight ends. And and I think that's more to do with the the team building exercise than anything. I think a couple of these tight ends would be in consideration at the end of the second, whether it's Mark Andrews or Dallas Goder um or Mike Kosecki. Um I probably would go Mark Andrews there but anyway so let me I, I guess i'll pick one if i had to pick one that should have been drafted that wasn't i would say as much as it pains me to say i'd say josh allen only because yeah. he he's probably gonna be a first round nfl draft pick and if that's yep. the case and we're in Superflex rookie mocks, or I mean, if we're we're getting into Superflex rookie drafts, he's going to be a top twelve Superflex rookie pick. And for us to not take him here is probably a little ridiculous, just based on like consensus and draft value and and NFL starter potential and and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I stand by it as far as taking Mason Rudolph over him. I just. I don't see it with Josh Allen. Uh, I don't think he should be a first round NFL draft pick. But as far as you know, being complete a complete snub from this draft in which we took six quarterbacks and he wasn't even in consideration, <laughs> I think he's probably the one I'd have to go with there. Yeah, no, that one absolutely makes sense. And yeah, I I think. He, yeah, he he's pretty easily a uh, a top twenty pick in most super flex leagues. It's just, I mean, it, it's gonna be, it's gonna depend on where he lands for me. You know, he he has a chance to jump back up there, but it all just it all hinges on his ability to sit. You know, does if he lands in a situation where he can sit and learn for a year. Then I think that he that he'll be fine, and I'm right back to you know putting him in the top six, five or six quarterbacks in this draft class. But also, and then for me, I'm also going to go with. I mean, there are several guys here. It's just going to come down to where they land again. Um, but the wide receiver position has several guys who could easily jump up into the. It, it, at least into the early second round, maybe even a little bit farther if they land in the right spot. For me, Anthony Miller, DJ Moore, and Equinemius St. Brown are all guys. But So I'm going to go with ESB as a guy who, in the right situation, I think that he could very easily be... I mean, like you put him opposite like Michael Thomas in New Orleans, for instance. To me, that all of a sudden, he his... His value is off the charts. Yeah, I love ESB. I'm a big fan of his too. Um, and I'm glad you brought up DJ Moore because if you didn't, I have a feeling that um, you know draft Twitter would have been would have been coming with pitchforks for us. So <laughs> I'm glad that you brought his name up at least, so we can say that we mentioned DJ Moore because uh, you know that might buy us a little bit of immunity for a little bit because. Uh, DJ Moore is a name that's quickly rising, and um, there's a lot of truthers for him out on Twitter. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. And, no, I agree with you on ESB wholeheartedly. Um, I think Aquarius St. Brown, the, the, the thing with him is that, I mean, when you look at his tape, there was there was some there was some concerning things there from this past year. But, man, the quarterback play was, was horrendous. 
Um, it was really hard to evaluate him from this last year's tape. A lot of people thought he took a step backwards. I think you can see some of it, but I also think um, a lot of it was just the quarterback play there was just so bad um, that uh, that he, he he never really got a chance to shine. So um, that's a guy who has a high upside. I think he adds to add a little bit more bulk to his frame, though. But I think his frame can take it. You know, he's got. He's got the type of frame that can he can add ten to fifteen pounds, and I think he'll be okay. His frame can take that. So, um, yeah, that's a guy I'm high on. I'm glad that you brought him up, John. There you go. That finishes off for us essentially two full rounds. We, you know, when we each uh, throw in another guy who easily could have been drafted in the in the top two rounds, and very well might. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode, and that's going to do it for our rookie uh, startup mock. Thanks for listening to this episode, and make sure to, to get on uh, Twitter and vote on uh, on my team as being the best this time. Um, I know you all forgot to last week uh, with our free agent mock, so this time don't forget to go uh, to go vote for me. Wow. <laughs> you can also you can vote for for James or Travis too. That's fine. They they put together Yay. some pretty good teams here to today too. But either way, just just vote. That's that's the beautiful that's the beauty of America is we all have a right to vote and you don't have a right, you don't have a right to complain unless you go vote. So, if you don't like our teams, you know, make sure and vote against them. Thank you to Carter Donick for showing up la- on the uh, the last episode a couple days ago. That was a really fun conversation, and I highly suggest that you follow him at C-D-O-N Scouting on Twitter and check out his pre-combine draft board. This is your last chance to uh, to get all caught up on uh, where, Car- where Carter has these rookies ranked going into the combine. You can follow us on Twitter at SuperFlexPod. Send your trades to at SuperFlexTrades. Regardless of the scoring setting, we'll definitely uh, we'll, we'll retweet them. We'll help you get more votes, help you get more advice, and uh, we can even uh, talk about them here on the podcast. But definitely those SuperFlex trades. Um, but like I said, all alt scoring settings and even standard scoring in regular PPR, we'll, we'll still talk about them. Follow the entire Dynasty Football Factory at DFF underscore Dynasty. The Dynasty Football Network is at DF underscore Network. Travis is at Travis NFL. James is at DFF underscore The Brain. And I'm at DFF Dynasty Dude. And check out the rest of the DF Network podcast. The Fantasy Football Fellas talking about redraft. The Dynasty Warzone, the flagship, talking about all of the dynasty values, trade values, and they're getting ready for the combine and free agency and and the rookie drafts as well. The IDP edge crushers talking about the individual defensive players and uh, and that entire format and helping you get ready for the defensive side of the rookie drafts. The Devi Watch podcast, of course, uh, to go along with the Devi Watch itself. Um, the Debbie Watch podcast is, I mean, they're in the spotlight right at the moment. They're talking about the rookies and getting you ready for the rookie draft. Um, they've got content and they've got analysis from the last several years of uh, of these players in the college game. Capology 101, talking about free agency coming up. 
they're already they're predicting correctly in most cases actually they're they're insanely accurate so far on the restructuring of NFL contracts who's getting cut who's getting re-signed who's getting tagged so check them out and get ready for free agency in the NFL, in the NFL and the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast those guys talk about trade values and they also retweet all your trades as well. So definitely send send them your trades so that they can analyze them. Sometimes they even talk about them on the podcast, but they have a million trades and trade values to discuss every single week. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the song The Addiction that we use for our intro and outro music. And thank you to every single one of you for listening. If you do us a huge favor and rate and review the podcast it helps us to improve the content of this of this podcast so that we can ex- extend our reach we can get this content out to more people and we can involve more people in the conversation and we can touch on more topics that are useful to you the listener thanks again for listening and until next week bye and now the future.